I was getting ready to change my name, but then I realized that you know Linda Soto is not Linda Soto. So. <laughs> Sometimes she is, but hi, Dina. Yeah. Hi. Let me turn my light on here. Yeah. Oh, it's so good to see you. Yeah, I had a, I wasn't going to come on, and then something kept sort of pulling me to come on today. So I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, hi, Rieko. How are you? I'm Good. trying to get my camera set up. Hold on a minute. Oh, no problem. It's not working. Oh, I see it now. I came on. I have to sit down. Okay. Perfect. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lori. Hello. Hey, Lori. This is Dina. It says I'm Linda, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> Hello, Linda. Dina. You had uh, given me your email address to give to Debbie Dexter, and she says it. She can't get through to you, and I just I wondered, can you confirm that for me? Yes. Maybe yes. that I gave I didn't get it correctly. It's Shanzi S C A N Z E. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. S C H A N Z E at Q dot com. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what I gave her. Uh, I don't know. Wonder if her stuff went into your spam folder. Okay, I'll check. Great, thank you very, 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 very much. Yeah, I told her I get that because she's trying to set up the inner child group. Wow. Okay, dang it. Um, what about her address to me? Maybe could you text it in the chat, and I can. Maybe I'll forward it to her and then. Yeah. Let's see what I got. Sorry, guys. We're taking care, <laughs> taking care of a little business here. Yeah, go ahead if somebody wants to uh, pray in, and then I'll text that to her when we get set up. Okay, thank you. Who wants to pray? Scott, would you like to pray in? I'd love to hear you pray. Okay. I put my hand on my heart. I invite everyone to put your hands on your heart. Or just one hand is good. I breathe in. And I breathe out, and I exhale all anxiety. And as I breathe out, God takes, as we breathe out, God takes all our anxiety away. And as we breathe in, God breathes in to us. And we fill our lungs and our hearts and our mind with God's love and Jesus' love. And we unite our hearts and feel our hands extended and touching each other as we build a community of hearts together, as we use this sacred moment to drop all anxiety, to put everything on the holy altar that we do not need, 
and work together for the highest good. May we use this time to express God's love, to help each other through any troubles that we need to. We call in all angels, archangels, ascended beings, ancestors, higher Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, please be with us as we help each other, as we pray for Sam, the girl who has been missing, and we pray for the highest good for each other. May we be divinely inspired when to share and when not to share and what to share. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you, Scott. Oh, thank you. So I, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm finally feeling better. Um, I want to thank everyone for your uh, prayers. Um, I've been working, um, but um, everyone here has helped me, and uh, Dina helped me uh, practice uh, interviewing. And um, I've been working with um, a spiritual, well, actually two people uh, doing spiritual counseling, and um, I just feel more um, relaxed and not so um, result-driven, uh, just more... You know, everyone was saying, you know, it's going to work out. If it's, and, but it was hard for me to accept that. So um, now I'm feeling more relaxed about everything, which is good. And I, I know, if it doesn't work out at a particular place, it's just God telling me, okay, that's not the right place. I don't have to take it like, okay, there's something wrong with me, as a person, um, um, and yeah. So or um. What's been hard about uh, going for music teaching jobs is they also want you to perform and you know sing and play piano and guitar and like it's like a whole. It's very uh, emotionally um, draining for me and I've been driving all around the state again trying to find new jobs but I'm finally feeling more hopeful um, and that's been my uh, breakthrough is uh, not taking it personally and not seeing it as my worth as a person. Um, and just knowing that I'm, I'm just looking for the right open door. And I had finally, um, Friday, something said, you know, just go to the beach and relax. I had come back from traveling um, for three interviews and I went to the beach and I came back and the, um, the, the current music teacher at this, my old school for the blind where I really want to get the job back, he called me up because um, I had met him twice and he got me so excited because he's saying, oh, should I? he asked me if he should empty out his classroom. And I was like, oh, great. Are you leaving? But he's not as I, he might be leaving. So he's not sure. He has like an interview coming up. And so I'm, uh, but I got so excited that I could, I could possibly get my old job back. Um, but that, there's no guarantee there. But anyway, I just wanted to share that. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. So Scott, that's great. Um, one thing that 
that's been coming up for me that I hear that you're practicing is that surrendering. And the surrendering, yes. Yeah, just surrendering. And then also just um, easygoing. So this is my I am. I am surrendering and I am willing to surrender and I am easygoing. Easygoing is like surrender if you have an interview and it, you say, I'll be fine if I get the job. I'll be fine if I don't get the job. Right, right. I, I Yes, I have not been easygoing um, at all. Um, yes. I, uh, um, if you didn't know the full story, I, I got a letter from my superintendent saying, um, at, well, as of August 17th, he's going to make a decision whether I, I keep my job or not. And so that's why the, the stakes feel higher for me. And it's harder for me to be easygoing. If if I knew I had a job to come back to when I wasn't worried about, it's harder to get a job if if if, if you're fired. So so that's that's why um, it's been very hard for me to be easygoing. Um, yeah. Are you fine if you do, and fine if you're not? Yes, but I, I, I have to just, I was just putting in my mind this image of having a party of my, myself getting a job instead of, I had the old image of, you know, winding up living back with my parents and, you know, having all these other fears. And, and so I had to, every time that come up, just focus on having a more positive um, image. Am I fine if I don't? Yes. The answer is yes. I know God will provide for me. I've talked directly with God. And so I, I have nothing to worry about um, um, when I remember that. I, I just, I spend a lot of time talking with God and, and God re reassuring me. Um, yes, I am fine. But sometimes I re when I'm worried, I, I forget that. I just have to remember. You should set up your studio, a musical studio, and give us a presentation, and <laughs> we'll put you on YouTube, and we'll advertise. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Well, I bet you're great. Yeah. Well, that was actually one of the ideas I came up for with one of my um, – well, God is calling me for a specific mission, um, and I had also come up with a, something, actually, that would go along with that, um, along with YouTube, um, but um, – yeah. Um, so, yeah, the idea was to have like a YouTube channel and like interview different uh, spiritual people like Jennifer or something. And like we would talk about a topic and then I would sing about that topic. Mm. But God is calling me really to lead people out of the darkness of um, anger. And um, and so really that um, I feel that's. That's what I've been called to do. Something like that, or maybe go back to music therapy or something. Um, yeah, that I can really resonate with what you're saying, Scott. I um, am looking at uh, giving up a 20-plus year career to go to I don't know where, <laughs> but that it's you know aligned with my divine right employment, divine nature, and it's so. I like what you just said about feeling like you were going to lead people or you're called to lead people out of anger. And I, you know, I'm kind of looking too at myself, you know, well, what are my gifts? What are my unique gifts? What are my unique experiences? Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and more and more it's being shown to me on a daily basis how I don't fit traditional city government operation, which should be no surprise to any of you all, probably. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's um, and it's hard. And I, I applaud you, Scott, and I'm glad I've had the opportunity to work with you a little bit and to prep myself for what, what I'm stepping into. So I'm submitting a resume Monday to another city in another state, um, more progressive in thought, still government, but a little, I won't, you know, I'll, I'll have to really tune into it. I like what you said too, Scott, about waiting for that open door. And that's how I feel. I'm not just looking to escape to the next job. I'm looking for the open door, the divinely open door. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've read your Facebook. First of all, thank you so much for your help. And I also read your Facebook post. You were able to help someone, you know, at, at your, your job in, in your way. And they were so uh, grateful for, for how much you were able to help them. Yeah, that uh, skill is absolutely not anything that's valued by the city government in the small town I work in. I understand for, that. They're looking that's, for efficiency. Right. <laughs> so, I got it. I yeah. got it. My, my friend worked for the IRS, and you would never, you mm -hmm. know, the sweetest, gentlest. He's actually good at gardening and things like that. And for years, I'm saying, like, I couldn't understand why he stayed there. And, and he would spend hours, you know, helping people. And his friend would literally hang up the phone on people who have been waiting for 45 minutes on hold and just so that it looked like he processed more calls and he he wound up getting uh, like his friend got a promotion and, and he didn't even though he was spending all this time actually helping the people and like it seemed like really not fair so I could understand what you're saying yeah I, I um I'm sad that our particular government doesn't prize building advocacy with the very people that we're here to represent but you know I'm accepting that that's true they just it isn't isn't what's prized um I hear so many people saying, uh, and good people, but it's just what they believe. You know, they, they say, well, that's not my job to help you with that. And I just, that's just not in my soul. I just, you know, that is, yes, my job is to help you in any way to find the path out, to find the effort, to give you the information you need, to feel empowered. Uh, I can't always give you the answer you want to hear, but I can certainly help you feel some, some element of peace and trust in your government and I guess, you know, maybe I've got my levels mixed up because what I've just said probably sounds a lot like if I were working with spiritual development with people, that would be sort of a similar. So, I, I you know, and it may be that I will end up in government, but I'm just I've decided I needed to open and allow myself. Somebody had given me this um, this beautiful image of how when the acorn when the shell, you know, begins to break open and its destiny is to become the oak tree, but um, some spiritual students want to stay an acorn, and that's not what's happening. And so they're hiding in their shell, and that really hit home for me that that's what I'm doing. I, I can relate to that. Yeah. I, I feel like I have so much more to offer, and it just wasn't appreciated in, in you know, like where, where I am, and I... I, I, I I'm guessing you you might feel similar, um, and so yeah, I was um, my spiritual counselor had me uh, read about um, 
different people's like struggles who are now famous and successful like JK Rowling and she was rejected like 12 mm -hmm. times and she was mm -hmm. a single mother on welfare and everything and and you know had she given up we would you know now we wouldn't have Harry Potter and everything and it was just amazing like um uh the perseverance that she had and the determination um and that's something I find very inspirational and yeah, and imagine what it would feel like to um, to every day be at your job or your divine right employment where you could, or in my case, like I was helping people find their the path forward and they were, um, you know, touched that somebody took the time to allow them to understand processes and to get the information and to be pointed in the right direction. And imagine if that is what I did and that is what whatever organization I was with, that's what they believed in and valued and how exciting and, and the passion. And I've just, I'm only able to do that in just little tiny blips here and there. And then the rest of it is feels like I have to crawl back into the shell. Well, maybe, maybe you could start an organization like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a possibility. We'll see. I'm letting uh, somebody had given me an image of um, sort of being out there and allowing the, I guess, the flat stones to kind of place themselves as you step forward. Here they are. Then you step and that the, the, the divine placement. So I think I'm you know, I'm going to really um, set of my normal pattern, which is just use my brain, figure it out, strategize on 20 levels, have 10 plans going. And then pick the best one. I'm, I think I'm going to have no plan and be just divinely guided. Um, and I'll just do nothing if that's if I don't get any guidance. <laughs> Great. You're, I have a really good feeling for you. Something good is going to come. Yeah. Just by trusting, it really saves a lot of time. Very interesting to be in a group and, you know, see how spirit's working in each of our lives. So this is a part of my experience recently that I'm pretty sure I haven't shared here, but it's really relevant to what you are sharing, Scott and Dina. And, and so I'm going to share it now because it's, um, it's interesting. So, um, Anyway, so I, I, I work with um, children who have different kinds of challenges, young children and their parents as a therapist. And um, I've specialized in birth to five for quite a few years. And my kids grow up, so some of them are young adults now. But, but I love working with the young children. And um, I've been subletting my office uh, where I work for 12 years. Have I told this yet? I did? Okay, well, sorry. I didn't hear it. Okay, all right. Anyway, I sublet an office one day a week, and then I work on the phone. And, and my, my work, my practice is pretty small right now because of the family job I'm doing. Um, but anyway, my specialization is children. And, and when I found this office, and whenever I do, I have to tell people I work with children. So, um, you know, that needs to be okay, meaning children are children and the children I work with have problems, you know, so they might make noise and, you know, is that going to be okay? Because otherwise I'll feel anxious and have to keep them quiet and that's completely counter therapeutic, etc. 
And so um, the people that I work with and where I've been leasing were fine with that. And so it's been wonderful. And they tolerate a kid running down the hall and having little squeals of joy or being in my office and working and going into a little temper tantrum and being noisy. You know, it's been fine. They all understand. Kids are kids. I love them. Um, but new leaseholders took over our office suite. And um, the old leaseholders didn't want to renew it. And so everything's changed. And the new office holders don't want noise. So they wouldn't lease to me unless I agreed to not work with children. Um, and the timing happened to be such that, um, again, because of my job, my, my family responsibilities, um, I hadn't been accepting a lot of referrals anyway, just so I could clear out more time to do what I need to do on the family job. And it was to the point where um, two of the last little people, uh, little children, uh, one was at a point of um, graduating for reasons of the system that I work getting my referrals from, and the, and the other's family moved out of state. So, um, so I didn't have any children, and I had already made a decision not to accept new referrals until I get the trust administration done. So, so I've been able to say, okay, um, you know, I, I won't see children and, and really have it be what I'd already decided for, for, for now. But, but so here I am. Now I'm in an office where my specialization and my love is, in terms of my professional work, is to work with young children. And um, now I can't when I'm there. So, so um, and, and, and I'm on a, um, those of us who are subletting just one day a week are, are on a month-to-month -month notice. I mean, they want to rent out the office that we rent they um the day renters they want to rent it out to a therapist who'll come in full time and pay them the whole thing which is much more secure for the leaseholders financially so um so i could get a notice today that they've subletted the office and i have 30 days to find a new office but um anyway i've been grateful that it's worked out that i have an office for now so i can again put my efforts into completing the, the trust job I have and not have to go into finding a new office, which is um, it's time consuming. But I, it, for me, I also am feeling very called to do um, a different kind of, of work. that's more directly spiritually oriented. And so I, when all this happened, I, I didn't have a lot of anxiety about it. I was like, wow, this is interesting. It kind of feels like a little, a little nudge, right? Um, to be, I mean, I could, I can find a new office and keep doing everything I've been doing professionally, but I, I don't think that's, that's not what I want to do anymore. I have a very strong pull to want to do work this much more directly and like Dean I loved how you put that spiritual development that sounds right yeah so um and, and so I just see it as a nudge I'm like wow this is amazing these leaseholders come in and I can't see kids I mean I had to move out all my toys so um so I see him spirit nudging a few of us and it gives me kind of comfort to see um, 
that I'm not the only one who is maybe feeling insecure about moving into the more that is yet to be what spirit's calling me to. Um, but I also, I, I, I do get really excited when I think about it because I'll get to use my gifts more like full on. And, 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 and I know, I mean, Jennifer's talked about, she, she had Jesus be her, you know, marketing basically our spirit. I mean, if she was lifted up, people would come to her and look what's happened. She hasn't had to put a whole lot of marketing effort out there. So I'm believing that for me and others of you who are sharing that you're in a similar position, Dina and Scott and I think others of us too. And, and I do, I will have to just caution all of us that I think if we don't take the nudge, then we get slapped. If we don't take the slap, then we get kicked. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that and really feeling that. And I also, when I, when I sort of gave into it, you know, I've given into it a little more each day. It's been, I've, I'm fighting. My ego is fighting it big time. 20 plus years of fight is in there. And, no, you know, just not wanting to give up the security and the known and the leave me in the shell. Don't, you know, this is enough. I've got a couple of things I can do. And then, uh, then something will slap me, kick me, whatever, push me. And then when I finally just totally gave into it on Friday, other people started acting differently. It was just amazing. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, I'm thinking, does that shift in my brain? It had to be in my brain because you are acting differently now. You're talking differently. You're acting more compassionate. You're, you know, they're, they're wondering, people are wondering why it is I would want to leave. And so, and some of the reasons that I want to leave are those very people. (laughs) 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 And I find it interesting to see, I'm like, if you just could act like this all the time, maybe I would never have left (laughs) thereby. There must be something miraculous there. Yeah, my ego's my ego's in there too. You know, it, it's like I've invested so much time in developing my specialization, so much time, and I do enjoy it, and I do get to help kids, and it's very rewarding, and 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 security, and you know, yeah, it's um. Mm-hmm. Last week, Jeannie had a share where she did a little, it was so funny, I just cracked up. She did kind of a little dialogue, like, of her ego, what her ego was saying and her response and kind of the back and forth. And um, it was delightful. So I've kind of been doing that myself, kind of even writing some of it out, like my ego saying this and then a response and just cracking up. I mean, (laughs) the antics, the antics of the ego that doesn't want to be put out of business, really, you know, uh, trying to trying to keep itself afloat and how frantic it gets. And um, so anyway, it's um, it helps me to see it going on this process for all of us. Helps me have perspective. It's easier when I would see it in somebody else's life. But yeah, spirit, I think, is drawing us into something that's wonderful. Yeah.
I, I feel like I'm like we're being called to like uplift, you know, other other people. Uh, um, and um, yeah, I I like I like how positive you are. Uh, um, well, both of you, um, Jeannie and Tracy, about about everything. It, yeah, it, and we could, you know, um, help each other. Uh, you know, as we transition. Yeah. yeah, because I was not positive when I posted, right before posting that uh, Facebook, I felt so hopeless. I, I was just, I felt like the, the rug was being pulled out from, and this is me making the decision. I'm, you know, I, it still felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me. Um, and I kept thinking to myself, I wish I could be like other people. I just wish I could just not have these tendencies that I do. I just wish it could be different. And then these uh, these elderly people came in that I did the post about. And um, they were the kind of people that most people would just dismiss and not listen to. You know, and, they, and, you know, and I, I just took through the whole process. And the way that they looked in my eye and the lady reached out and grabbed my hand and her husband got up and I, and I said, she said, she says, it's, it's very remarkable the way you're interacting. You know, um, this is not how I was treated last time. I did not, was not given this information. Um, and, you know, I said, well, I said, I recognize that I'm a little different in how I handle things. And I, you know, I may not be here. She, she wanted my name and my phone number. I said, I may not be here, you know, much, too much longer, um, and she, so she wished me well with where I was going. Then her husband got up and he hadn't said anything and he turned to me and just that look he gave me, it was just like this. I almost wondered if it hadn't been staged by spirit or something, <laughs> had them sent and maybe they weren't real people or so, you know, something to, uh, cause it was just a moment of, at, at when I was really feeling hopeless of these, these probably toughest case people coming in with the whiniest of excuses um, that you, we would not, most people would normally not want to give time of day to. Um, and then, you know, just having this turnaround of, a, of just true heartfelt appreciation was just really touching to me. And also um, made me feel like the rug was slipped back, you know, for me to stand on <laughs> so I could feel better. Yeah. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Well, to to whoever orchestrated that, I thank them. <laughs> However that went down. I've been experimenting with um, Ho'oponopono and I did some writing this morning and I just found such peace and um, so I've been working on forgiveness letters and um, it was anybody on the call on Monday night with Jennifer on Masterful Living One on the blaming you know I just 
So to sum it up, it was like, um, who are you blaming for circumstances? And um, then in the end, it was, you wrote about it and then we shared about it. But in the end, it was, do you trust yourself was the last question. So um, I said, yes, I trust myself only when all ducks are in a row. <laughs> so if, if I am, if, you know, if I have everything thought out, everything lined up, then I know it's going to work out. But if it's not all in my ducks aren't in a row, you know, when there's too much um, going on, I just cannot get that balance to really hear, hear spirits talking. And so I've been writing. Um, and what I loved about Honoponopono this morning was, like, I wrote a letter to myself for forgiveness, um, still struggling with the brother. Uh, you know, um, last time we were in Idaho, my blood pressure went through the roof. In fact, I went to get my teeth cleaned the next day after I got home and the dentist would not clean my teeth because my blood pressure was so high and it put me in my tracks. It just stopped me. I said, what am I doing? Why, what am I doing to my health by holding on to any of this? And so, um, the blame would go to him and the responsibility though is my responsibility and it's my responsibility of how everything is going in the family. Um, and so this morning when I was writing, I just, you know, I wrote to my, myself and I just said, um, I love you, Lori. Please forgive me, Lori. Thank you, Lori. And I'm sorry, Lori. And then I wrote it to my brother and I said the same thing with his name instead of just repeating the, I'm sorry, forgive me, please forgive me. I just kept writing all of our names at the end of each one of the, you know, the sayings and just, I became more and more at peace. And I thought, just peel the onion, just peel the onion away because, you know, um, I notice family patterns. You know, when you go through these, um, say, crises in a family, I notice so such big family patterns. And um, about a week and a half ago, I had a phone call from my son, and it was perfect. And he cussed me out upside down and around and told me how neglectful I was and how I was spoiled my little his little sister and he was sick and tired of that kind of story and all I heard from spirit was the release of the family pattern because my family pattern has been exactly exactly the same my father and my brother was the same conversation as my me and my son so everything my son said to me I would want to say to my father, it was unreal. It was so every single word, his jealousies, his, his, how I don't call him, his, how I don't come over to see him. And I said, I didn't think you wanted me to come over and see you. But, but in the end, what the beauty was is it showed me family patterns that come down from generation to generation. And, um, 
and I really thought it was beautiful. I I thought it was perfect. It was two hours of just mom, you know, you just you don't do this for me and you don't do that for me. And and I I told him, I love you and I would do anything for you. I'll, I said, you have to ask me. You have to communicate with me. Baloney. That's baloney, mom. That is so. Um, so. He um, he thought I was making up excuses, but I I got to see that my dad would say the same thing to me. It was so healing. My dad would say, "I love you. Just let me know what you need," and it was really, 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 really um, healing. And so I know that. We're up for healing, this whole family. And I don't know how, but I'm willing with my brother, even though it's going worse. It's just less and less communication. And and um, my, my sister got a storage, a storage, um, you know, uh, room, storage, a storage uh, garage. And now... My brother has told my son that he thinks that we've, we've taken all of my father's stuff and put it in his garage. So it's getting bigger. And it, there's nothing in there that's even of my father's stuff. But now it's just, it's getting bigger. But with with seeing family pattern and with seeing my patterns and with knowing that we release it and we surrender and we're guided and that there's nothing wrong. And to just really listen and watch for the onion to be peeled and to do the honoponopono, the forgiveness of everything. And um, and I just really loved that, you know, I, I think that when I've ever said the honoponopono before, I've always thought my guilt, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But it's it's to me, it didn't feel like that. It felt this morning, it just felt like a release of of love in the world and a, a release of yes, we all have our um we all have our stories. And and but with love we can come together somehow. So I, I really found Honoponopono this morning to be very magical. And, and, uh, I, and I'll continue and love the idea that I'm responsible and that there's nobody to blame. There's nobody to blame. And it's freeing. And, and I'm very, um, um, it makes me lighthearted instead of so heavy hearted with myself because when I blame myself and when I blame others, I have I have a heavy heaviness that spirit can't talk to me. And then when I can let go and be lighter and surrender and easygoing, then I can be free. Gloria, that, that's amazing. I, I... What, what you just shared is very um, inspiring for me. And I, 
my question is, I mean, you said it, but can you just say it again? How, how were you not able, how were you able to not take it personally and remain so calm oh, for two it hours? Was so, I mean, it was so beautiful. I was bawling. I was bawling my head out. But what happened is as a parent, I wouldn't want my little boy. I said, you are my little boy. I love you. I would never do anything to hurt you. And he was going on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Well, you haven't come over. And I said, I didn't know that you wanted me to come over. Mm -hmm. Because he's, every time I've been around him, he's always been pissed off at me. And especially since my dad died. He's very close to my dad. And he wants my sister and I to be doing it differently. So he's always pissed. And so I kind of avoided him because I really felt like it was in his best interest, but it was so cool, Scott. It was my dad. It was my dad calling out to me, Lori, you are, uh, you know, I said to Aaron, you are my little boy. I love you. I would do anything. And I, I heard my dad, Lori, you are my little girl. I love you. I would do anything for you. All you have to do is ask because I was, I was just like my son. I was too independent. I never asked for anything, you know, and, and it, was, it was the craziest, most beautiful conversation. I've never been able to stand into that moment before. But I just realized every time I told him I loved him, that I just really wanted him to hear it. And I know my dad loved me. And that was the turning moment of my life with my dad that he would have done, he would never want me to be hurt by him, never. So now I get when, when, when um, Jennifer is saying all forgiveness is self-forgiveness, now I, now I, this is a, a really powerful example of, of, of what, um, what, what, what she's talking about there. That, that's so beautiful. And, um, I've had so much uh, anger with, with my mom and I've been trying to work things out with her for so many years and your story is very um, inspirational for me and it um, helps me to see it through a different perspective. And you know, so and Scott, one thing that came up with me uh -huh. when I, over after I was finished with that experience and my eyes stopped being puffy after two days, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was thinking, if I could have said that to my dad, if I could have been honest with my dad, could that have, because right now with my son, I am now very aware of what he needs, not as a pleasing mother, but as a loving mother. I baked him some bread and I, he said, mom, I don't want you to stop by my house. I want you to text me first. He, I said, well, you told me not to stop by your house. Mom, I said, text me first. So texted him. I've got bread for you. Um, you know, so all along this whole week, I've been much more conscientious. And I'm thinking, what a, what, what would have happened if my dad, if I could have yelled at him, I don't, you know, and said, I feel neglected. I feel this and I feel that the same way. And then could, I think we could have had a healing. And I said to my son, when we were talking, I said, you know, this is so much of a pattern. I said, I can't believe how much is a, it's a family pattern. And um, I said, honey, we can work on this. I promise we can work on this. And I said, um, 
my dad died without me being complete with him. And I said, I don't have to die with you being incomplete with me. Mm. And I said, because you brought it up to me and I thank you from the bottom of my, my heart. I don't know where he went with that, except for he's, he just, he finally opened up and he says, yeah, mom, I have been a pissy and um, I have been really temperamental. And he said, I really promise I'm trying to work on being nice. And um, I just said, you know, it, I, you just, honey, you have to ask. I said, and we, and we talked more, but um I, I wonder, Scott, I wonder about, you know, with my dad, I was so afraid that he would not be able to hear or receive. But, you know, I couldn't, I can't believe how much healing it's been between my son and I. And it actually healed my father and I. It's fun. It's fun to have, you know, go backwards and forward. Woo! It's amazing. Really, really amazing. Um, you know, and then we can go and my question to, to myself and the way with your mother. So you're saying about your, you and your mother, between you and your mother. And I'm going to tell you, well, I don't have the answer between me and my brother. And so I've got to work through this also, but I've seen miraculous results with conversations. So moving it the next step to the next miraculous conversation. So my son was brave. Now can I be brave? But it came from love. I mean, it just, I love you. I love you. All I could see when he was talking to me is how much love I have for my little boy who is 280 pounds and six foot two. Like that big to me when I hug him. He's still my little boy with my big heart full of love for him. And I think God, we're his little kids and his big heart for us. And all he wants is our higher, uh, is our good. So I'm going to write, 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 forgive, 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 ask, 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 put things on the altar. I want to thank you, Lori, also for your share. It's so beautiful, really powerful to hear. Mm. One thing I became aware of this week um, is that I is related to this. I um, I read a passage in A Course in Miracles that said if you hold if you are holding anything against anyone, you it hides the light of the world in you. You know, and um, this is kind of also back to ego antics. I had um, my ego had convinced me I didn't fully grasp what grievances meant and I was all confused you know the ego's like I don't get it what's grievance and therefore since I can't understand it then I can't deal with it and (laughs) 
Okay. I, oh, God, this ego stuff, you know. But I read that line. If you hold anything against anyone, and I'm like, boom, oh, I get that. It got through, right? Like, thank heavens things come to us like a million different ways, right? Expressed a lot of different ways so that it finally can seep through the ego's defense mechanisms, one of which is maybe to not understand or be confused. Um, and so I, I was like, oh, okay, okay, got it. That's what a grievance is, holding anything against anyone. And I, I know I had to acknowledge, oh, my gosh, I thought I wasn't holding grievances against my um, brother and sister, um, but I was. And um, my ego had kind of um, camouflaged it because this is what I was doing. I was saying, well, because I'm not overtly expressing anger or being destructive or like they are, um, you know, um, and, and I am extending love and I am praying for them and, but, but I was still, I was, I was holding some things against them. And so I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. Um, spirit is so persistent with me and us and finally finds a way to communicate to me and helps me be receptive and to take it in. Um, and so I'm, um, I'm working on some, a lot of uh, journaling this week that I'm doing in a way that I feel guided that's, to address some of these specific things that I'm holding against them, some of the specific um, ex inner um, communications that have happened in the past that have been particularly challenging for me to um, let go of. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, super grateful. And so, so hearing your, your what's happened for you, Lori, is really encouraging for me. And um, I'm not sure yet for me if it's going to happen on a, you know, actually a communication between my siblings and I, or if it's going to happen more on the mind level. So far, I'm doing a lot of that. Of, of, um, I'm doing Ho'oponopono also, and, and kind of like fifth dimensional meeting like Jennifer has encouraged us to do sometimes when there doesn't seem to be receptivity. I mean, with my siblings, it seems... It seems like um, when I try to do a, a loving communication with them that um, that it irritates them and there's not been receptivity. And that might shift, but anyway. Um, so I, I, um, I, I went through one of the instances with them yesterday, and it was very – in my journaling and my um, – feeling like the Holy Spirit being my therapist and Jesus, and it was very freeing for me. Um, and so there's a few more um, interactions that I need to, to go through like that to let go of the grievances. And um, ma mainly what I came to realize is had I, had I been um, a little further along, um, I, I could have taken the whole experience and just seen a cry for love. Kind of, Lori, like what you did with your son. I mean, I agree with Scott. I'm I, That's remarkable to me that he could be yelling at you like that. And, and you could, I mean, I just consider it a miracle 
an internal miracle to be able to see that. It's the call for love that you felt that. But but the, the one experience I processed yesterday with my sister was um, kind of similar. I mean, her really verbally on me like that. Um, and and uh, But I was in a place where I took it from ego and I felt attacked and I felt shaken and I felt hurt and I felt shocked and I felt traumatized, really traumatized. And, um, and yesterday I realized um, and kind of did it different yesterday, which was to just realize, oh my gosh, she's done so much pain and suffering that this is a call for love. Mm. Yeah, and I just, I can't believe how family patterns are real there. I mean, they're, they're not real, of course, but my uncle, over in inheritance, never talked to my dad again, ever. And they were alive for 45 years, and he never talked to my grandmother again, or my father ever again. Family pattern, what's happening nobody's talking to the brother. There's another, that you know, you look at that, another family pattern. And to heal the family pattern, see? Because we can heal my grandmother, who was totally, totally, totally our broken ever by not having my other uncle talk to her. We were very close to my grandmother, but he would never have anything to do with her again. And we, we found a letter in dad's files, and it was over $110,000 was because he wouldn't pay back a house loan. But is that really worth all those years of heart pain? And so now I'm seeing this pattern, and um, I'm, I started, is this bad? I started to call my brother Uncle Bob <laughs> instead of his name. And um, because it's just showing me this is not personal. This is coming down from the next few generations before this. And so it's up. It's up for healing. It's up for healing. I don't know how, but it's on my altar. Yeah, and that's why I like the Ho'oponopono, too, because it just gives the bigger perspective. Did you ever read the book, Lori? The Zero Limits? Yeah. Yeah, so um, to recognize, I mean, it's showing up in your family the way it is, and it's showing up in my family the way it is, but I agree with you. You know, just so much coming up for healing, and the ego makes it look also scary and impossible and painful and... Um, wants me to stay in a intimidated, scared, weak, ego-identified place, you know, and, and versus claim the power of who I am to bring the healing, you know, be the one who will bring the healing in my family and, um, and, and then not just my family, but, but I, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, um, it's, family patterns and bigger than that it's ego patterns it's it's all the ego separation belief that's trying to keep us separated from remembering who we are and i think crises like scott yeah. i i don't believe your crisis is any different than our crisis you know 
and we haven't heard from Rieko today. I, I don't know about you, Rieko, on your, on your crisis, but um, today, but, um, and wow, I, it's, okay, David Hopkins letting go, anybody? That's a good one. And what he said the other day was, you know, you you get to the point where you say, I can't or I won't. And he said, the I can't, you're a victim. So I can't, I can't, I can't. And I won't actually is has more power in it because it's choice based. Where the I can't, and um, I really like that idea because I have gotten into a position high blood pressure going going back to Idaho with this stuff in Idaho me feeling like I can't do anything about it I say I can't I can't emotionally deal with this well what I won't I you know so I said my sister I can't go back I can't go back because I can't risk my health like this well no I won't go back. But then it puts me in a position where I can say, I'm willing to go back, but here's a couple of things I won't do. You know, you can actually start to see more power behind the, your choice, your point choice. And, and so, but he, that's a good one. It's a 12 hour audio book to listen to. And um, but there he's got some you know similarities in consciousness um, as a, the healing and recovery, but it's also a new a little bit of a a different twist on um, things. So, but boy, you know I'm I won't I won't or I'm I'm not I don't I can't anymore. But that's a good one. Surrender and easygoing, Lori. It's a really good one. Thank you, Lori. I'm so this is like a course in miracles one on one, but I'm noticing how my mind, the ego, refuses to take responsibility for certain things and one of them is that I choose to be unhappy or choose to judge and choose to feel depressed and all those things and the ego wants to make it it's not my fault that I'm depressed it's not my fault that I'm judging it's not my fault that x y and z but I'm willing to acknowledge that it's a choice even though it's really challenging for me um but the can't and the won't is a, is a really helpful example that there's like belief in victimhood in the can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't control being depressed or I won't be happy, <laughs> but I'm choosing. Yeah. Totally. And I don't know, this whole year I've been feeling 
there's been ups and downs, but overall I've been feeling a lot like, cause I was expecting this year to be like a continuation of last year and just, it'll be all amazing and stogie healing, healing, healing. And that's not quite what spirit had in plan for me, I guess, or that's my experience. It's, it's more of like, um, uh, I'm in like a career transition too, because I left my job last month and I finished my yoga teacher training last month too. And, but then I'm at this point where like, now what? <laughs> and there's a very intense conflict between the old pattern of wanting to just make it happen go 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 I gotta do something how do I do this let's look up the best way to do this and do that and go for it and then there's another person who's like no I don't want to do that anymore it's too exhausting it's just not how I'm gonna do it but then I'm not really um feeling the urge to do anything right now so I'm I feel like I'm in floating in the middle of a vast ocean cut off from everybody else on this like flotation device and just kind of looking at the sky and observing the clouds, not quite know what to do, but not feeling scared either. Um, but feeling a little bit of apathy and uh, confusion and disorientation. So it feels more like I'm, I'm taking a break from everything and all the things that I thought I knew about myself or spirituality or God or all of that. I feel like it's being kind of like, I just am like being somebody hit a reset button and I'm kind of like starting over again. Um, which is probably why I was very quiet today, but, uh, but that can't in the world. That's so helpful. Thank you. And I like the section, uh, the class that Jennifer did on, I want or I need and the clarification mm-hmm. because with the conversation with my son, I got another piece of the puzzle of life, ask. Find out what you want and ask. Because as the example showed me with my love for my son, God's love for us, he, they don't know what, like as a parent, I don't know what you want unless you ask me. And the same thing with God. So we just, that's where the altar comes in and the asking comes in and just, deciphering what the difference is between I need victim desperately desperately, or I want it. I want a yoga studio. Is that what you want? No, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. And Scott, I want my job back. I want my blind, blind, deaf school. Uh. I'm sorry, I had to unmute myself. Uh, it, it's a school for the blind and visually impaired. Yeah, I want my job back at the school for the blind. And we write it down. And then we just move that direction by not blaming anybody. And, and um, you know, it's not I can't. I can't get in there. It's, we've, got to, we've got to figure it out. But I do believe that we have to ask. Mm-hmm. The Course in Miracles also says that a teacher of God must learn to ask what we really want in every circumstance. And I'm finding, you know, I'm doing that a lot because 
ego gets in there and makes us think we want things that aren't really what we want. And I've gone down that path more than once. So I just want to share that as what's also helpful to me because I'll, um, I want to be very careful now that I first ask Holy Spirit to help me know what I really, my true self wants. It's for the highest and the best. And I've become very careful about that. A lot of times I'll just say whatever is highest and best because I know my imagination about what could be best is so limited. I think spirit has so much more that love, right, Lori, like you're saying as a parent, you have so much love you want to give to your son. And anyway, I, I know God wants to give me more probably than what I can ask for. And, and, and yet I also am thinking a lot about this part. I do think we're supposed to ask and claim. You know, of course, Miracles talks about claiming, and I, that's uncomfortable for me to, like, claim, wow, okay, that's powerful. But I'm trying to, you know, get to that, too, and claim things that are totally in alignment with God's love, you know. Um, for those things, for sure. I know, I know that those things will be good. I mean, claim that I remember who I am and that my siblings also are graced with remembering who they are. Um, God will give us all the grace to remember who we are and return to love. I, I for sure know that's God's will, for example. I want that the most of all. That's beautiful. You know, one thing that's um, happening is um, um, so my sister is looking for a job. And uh, she applied and had an interview this week and they didn't call her and they haven't returned the call yet. And she said, you know, I'm not going to worry. I, I am done worrying about anything. She said, I have worried about money. I have worried about jobs. I have worried and I have worried and worried this year and not one thing that worry has done nothing. And then um, when they didn't call yesterday, I said, how are you doing? Because they didn't call. And she said, you know, it's only been five days since that thought about that job even appeared in my life. I am not going to worry about a five-day thought. And I said, do you know how much of an impact? I said, this is what Jennifer means. Do you know how much of an impact just your example is to me? about you taking that on because it lightens my thoughts up. It shows me what the, you know, that I can let go of the worry and that these thoughts that come up are only instant, instantaneous. They can go away as fast as we let them go. So it was really a powerful day yesterday just to watch her step into the, it was only a five-day thought was one interview. Why am I going to hold on to any of it? Ah, that was awesome. (laughs) 
Rieko, it's interesting to hear your what your situation is right now. Definitely be. Gosh, all of, I mean, wow, so much of, like, uncertainty about what's coming. And, boy, you're on that raft. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the raft. That's great. Wow, you're so courageous. You're so courageous. I'm not sure if it's courageous or. Uh... Well, there's some courage in there going on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I, because the ego really wants to know what the hell is happening next, you know, or what I'm supposed to do or I'm supposed to go, but I'm not seeing, every time I try to go look for something, I get this like energetic that, no, stop doing that, no. <laughs> um, so this is where the trust comes in, right? Yeah. And I yes. love what Dina shared, right, about the stone, the next stepping stone. Anyway, oh. I'm going to quite keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. And it's been a great opportunity to let heal, let all these uh, old beliefs about how um, guilt about being lazy, not not doing anything, like nothing is happening. I'm not doing anything like uh, it's been a really good opportunity to let, let that come up for healing and then give it to spirit. Cause, um, and like basing my worth and happiness on how much I'm getting done in a day or what I'm accomplishing or all of that. It's really strongly coming up for healing right now. I think. <laughs> wow. I so identify with that. Yeah. You know, I, I might take more time in the morning for a spiritual practice I'm feeling guided to do, and it feels, like, really powerful, and then I'll have some time for getting stuff done, and at the end of the day, I, I feel anxiety about I didn't get enough of the stuff done, and then I have to remind myself, but think about the value of that spiritual practice healing work you did. I mean, it's huge. I mean, in the eyes of the world, it's you know, waste of time, and and I like you. I mean, I'm not on the raft yet, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at completing the family trust business probably in the next few months uh, still, and there's a part of me, and I see a friend who's doing this. You know, she's, like, trying to wrap up family trust stuff, but she's also already stepping out into developing um, next work opportunities and things like that. And she's kind of doing it all. And, um, and I'm like you, I kind of, I'm, I'm getting no, just finish this up. And, and I might have a period of just being able to even clear out my, I mean, I've gotten behind on so much stuff. Give my, give myself a chance to, just get my my home back to how I want it to be and, you know, get through all the paperwork and dump it and <laughs> get rid of all the extra files that I've had to keep. And um, anyway, but I, 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 but yeah, I've got this other parts like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I, I should be doing something. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I identify. Very helpful to see spirit at work in all of our lives in this way, birthing something new. So my daughter was going through something, and she just said, Mom, how do you do it? And I said, I just plant flowers and pray. <laughs> That's how I get through life. 
you can't do hard you can't do you got to surrender so much of some of the stuff it's got to just be you got to learn how to do it so i just thought that was summed it up i just plant flowers and <laughs> pray well shall we pray out sure I volunteer. Thank you. Yes. All right. Oh. Let's take a deep breath together. Let's invite all the love and gratitude and our highest self spirit into our heart. We are grateful for all that's coming up for healing every grievance, every upset, every trigger, every divine alarm clock showing us any and all stressful thought that we're believing, more false beliefs that we can let go of, that we could free ourselves from. And we're so grateful to recognize that this community of like-minded souls we are in sync. We're going through this journey together. And even if our life situations seem very different, our mind is going through the same healing. And every time we choose love, every time we give something up to spirit, the benefit is shared with every single one of us, all beings throughout the entire universe because we're one we're so grateful to surrender all blocks to love here and now, knowing that we're free of the past, free of all the stories we tell about ourselves, free of all the stories we tell about our loved ones, the people in our lives and the world. We are free and we're happy to claim this freedom and share with all. And so it is. Amen. Mm, so Amen. Amen. The echo that was beautiful. Echo, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Love that, you guys. that went right to my heart. Beautiful. Oh, Inspired by all of you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. I, I um, I'm so inspired by everyone. What everyone said. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you, everyone.